0: episode of Next In Line, part of the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. I'm your host today, Adam Indelovitz. And uh, before I begin, I'd like to uh, issue another correction that I heard from uh, my previous thing. And apparently it's one that might have tripped up people who live in the area, but I'm going to put it to rest. When I said Cyclone Road, apparently the actual pronunciation of that uh, road is Cyclin. So, apologies to everybody who has been pronouncing it wrong, including myself, but now you know. I usually dive into the Academy side of things on my solo episodes, but I figure with the way- timing the way it is, let's uh, briefly touch on and United itself. It is now April 24th, uh, Monday, the day after Loudoun United managed to defeat the Oakland Roots. Two goals to nil. Hugo Ferreau, despite having a, another couple of moments where he got lucky and nearly gave us a heart attack in the stands, managed to keep a clean sheet. Wes Leggett... Uh, Normally, the goal scorer this time indirectly led to another goal by Zach Ryan, sacrificing himself in the opposing uh, box and uh, drawing a penalty for Zach Ryan to score and upping his seasonal total to five. Still one shy of the current uh, leader in the USL championship season so far, Alex Dixon of Monterey Bay, who's still riding on his hat trick that he scored in their season opener against Hartford. Panos Arminakis, our number 10, was an absolute terror who roamed all over the midfield, including uh, scoring a brace off an amazing curved goal from outside the box. Definitely earned those man-of-the-match honors, both from uh, foot mobs uh, scoring as well as our own uh, Loudon Stampede's uh, voice vote. Tommy Williamson, who subbed in later, still looking for his uh, goal after opening Loudon's season with one. He came very, very close on at least three different occasions, and unfortunately the goalie was just a little bit better, and on his last shot ended up taking out his frustration on the uh, signboard near us. Though he did apologize afterwards, so you know, it'll be all right. wonder if they'll make him pay for the signboard, but that's not up to me. Anyway, now the team's riding high on a three-game win streak, and they're looking to make it four on Wednesday combined uh, season as well as the uh u.s open cup on wednesday as we've mentioned multiple times in previous episodes they're going to be fighting the flower city union coming out of uh rochester new york and also apparently syracuse where they're known as the salt city union i do not know why they have two different names or why they're allowed to do this but considering rochester doesn't really have any uh pro or semi-pro soccer teams now after their last one that was funded in part by Jamie Vardy uh, folded before the U.S. Open Cup even started this year, and uh, giving Pittsburgh a walkover in their uh, planned U.S. Open Cup match. There's only a handful of names I could find, but still, you know, these people might want to watch out for them. I'm sure that Loudon has scouts on staff who have done their own homework, but For those of you who are outside of that circle, probably interested to know who might be facing in the coming match. Uh, One of the bigger names I was able to find is Alion Diacate. I hope I said that right. A Senegalese uh, attacker who got 12 goals last year with another Nisa side, uh, Albion San Diego, and was instrumental in their playoff run. Scoring a goal in their semifinal match got them to the finals. Unfortunately, the team was shut out by the Michigan Stars in the finals. And now he is with Flower City Union. And he was able to score one of their three goals in the previous Open Cup match against Manhattan. The man who scored the other two, a former Red Bulls New York Academy product named Stephen Elias, who was mostly in the right center right and center back uh, positions more of a defender but it seems that as of late he's been pushed forward a little more towards center mid right mid even one game as a center forward apparently but he did score two of the three uh, goals against Manhattan in the open cup so someone that don't want to take your eyes off of might surprise you and the likely goalie we're going to be facing uh, man from New Jersey named Michael Mejia. Spent a year at uh, Montclair State, got a handful of uh, shutouts along with a handful of uh, less than ideal games. There's a clip of him saving a penalty in 2019 to keep Montclair State and their uh, tournament hopes alive. So he's definitely got some chops. It might be third or fourth division of uh, U.S. soccer, but you can't take your eyes off of them. They They might surprise you if you're not careful especially because, uh, Loudon's going to be coming into this game on a relatively short rest. So, I don't yet know if they're going to go with their same starting lineup, if Loudon's going to go with, uh, a mixture of old, uh, hands and, uh, French players or academy kids. Having said that, uh, the team is pretty confident that they'll be able to, uh, win in advance, and then we'll see who, uh, which MLS side we draw, or maybe one of the other uh, lower-tier sides that manages to claw their way forward. After all, you're going to have to beat the best if you want to be the best in this league, or in this country, I guess, with the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, Having said all that, turns out that uh, neither DC United nor Loudoun United are going to have their Open Cup matches streamed. From what I know is that, unlike... Most season matches where the MLS and where uh, USL Championship have uh, deals with uh, Apple TV and uh, ESPN Plus, respectively, to stream most of their matches in some form or another. When it comes to the US Open Cup, it's either the teams need to have their own individual deals or the US Soccer Federation doesn't care, except maybe like when it comes down to the Final Four, but. For the most part, they do not care about spending money on advertising group stages, even though it could grow the game, you know, telling uh, players, prospects, fans, investors alike that, hey, there's uh, soccer being played in this city or this state that you might not have known about before. And some of these players could be good. Maybe you should uh, go watch them, spend money on them, or even just show up and cheer for them. Even Cleveland plays their matches on the on a high school American football field, and they managed to get a uh, deal with a small channel called Eleven Sports. So, you think that maybe the U.S. Uh, Soccer Federation would want to grow their game in that manner? But and, and Cleveland is get, supposedly getting an MLS Next Pro uh, franchise, independent of uh, Columbus, but. Of course, it's not up to me. With regards to how this affects Loudon's match coming up in the U.S. Open Cup, you're probably not going to be able to see it on stream unless Ryan Kiefer, friend of the show from the District Press, or uh, Adam Davis uh, manages to stream some highlights on their phones. So if you don't just want to follow through their respective Twitter accounts, get your tickets while you can, show up to the stadium, Support your guys and uh, cheer them on as they will probably beat Flower City Union and move on to the next round. Knock on wood there. (laughs) Because, you know, man plans and God laughs, as they say. With that said, let's get into some brief Academy news. I mentioned him before in my uh, last episode, but C.G. Suemimo. Scored a goal in uh, the U-14s' route against Alexandria a couple of weeks ago. I guess he, uh, you know, the team was listening to me and I gave him that little bump. The next-in-line-too-loud-adams bump. (laughs) So uh, keep an eye on this kid. He might be something special if he decides to stick with it. Also on the uh, U-14s, Edwin S.J. Rios called up to Puerto Rico's U15 side for an upcoming tournament in uh, Costa Rica. Best uh, wishes on his uh, success as well. You love to see that all these uh, kids being called up to the bigs, as it were, whether it's domestic leagues or international competitions. It's amazing that you can find these uh, diamonds, that there's you know people with a lot more time, money, and uh, experience than I've got here. I mean, heck, you got uh, in the U-17s and U-15s uh, combined, five or six different players have been called up to uh, El Salvador's uh, youth squads on, from D.C. alone. A couple from Honduras, one from Peru, Gabriel Cosio, one from Poland, the U-15s, Jakub Parada, And Tunisia with Taymor Mohamed. Also Nicaragua, Luciano Lanzas. It's amazing to see all of these uh, kids coming up through the academy. Even more so for the... uh... That brings me to this next bit of news. Several non-MLS academies across the East Coast of the U.S. are planning to launch their own National Academy League That will probably start at some point during the fall of this year. It's going to involve children from the U-13 to U-19 ranges. And this league will include uh, multiple sides that have played matches against DC United's academy and the MLS Next, including uh, Alexandria, including Bethesda SC, FC Delco, PDA from uh, New Jersey, Springfield's youth club. The next question that comes out of this, of course, is, is it going to be like a clean break, or is this going to be kind of a shared deal between this new National Academy League and MLS Next? The tech director for Springfield's Youth Academy, Este Maldonado, said then a statement that they're going to split time between both leagues. They're going to be able to keep playing a the Eastern or Mid-Atlantic teams, including DC's Academy teams, in the same time as they play others in this National Academy League. Having said that, this does tie in with a couple of, uh, parents that I talked to, who I don't want to name yet because I'm not sure if they do or don't want the publicity. If they do, then, you know, leave us a comment if you're listening to this. But there are at least a couple parents, uh, with uh, kids in the current U-15s in DC United are concerned that uh, with Loudon getting a new majority owner in DC dropping down a minority shareholder, as we've discussed multiple times within this podcast, that uh, the road to whether into Loudon or to DC United's first team is going to get tougher if not shut off entirely. And another uh, parent who's Based in Maryland, mentioned that they wanted to try their eldest son out for a U14 uh, DC United Academy team. But at the same time, they live in Maryland, and the home games are at Segra and Leesburg. And though DC United has logistics people that you know shuttle kids back and forth, from what I've heard, at least on game days. It's not ideal for the parents of the families, especially on, you know, having to keep it up on non-game days to drive their kids to Leesburg. Now, maybe uh, Pat Okama or whoever handles that portion of the DC United Academy technical side can attest to whether they have ways of assaging their fears or not regarding those logistics. I can't tell you. But one thing I can speak of, at least to the fears that, you know, the parents might have, well, let me preface this by saying that I currently don't have any children of my own. And my co host has a couple of kids, but his are nowhere near the age where they have to start wondering if they're ready to play uh, in an organized soccer academy yet. Maybe in 10 years, if we're still around. We can revisit that, but that's way off in the future. So take what I'm saying with a handful of salt. But in Maryland, you have Bethesda SC, Achilles FC, the Pipeline Soccer Club that's co-founded by Sean Rush and uh, Santino Quaranta, and uh, Baltimore Armor up in Ellicott City. All of these are not MLS. Related academies, but they are all good options for player development. And they do not foreclose on signing up later with DCU, whether the academy or even the first team directly, or even, you know, jumping to Loudon and catching the eye of DC through that way, as Christian Fletcher can attest to that. I mean, he uh, played mainly with Bethesda SC when he was going through his uh, soccer academy phase. And uh, got some several good looks with uh, Loudon, despite not officially having come up through DC United's academy system, signed some sort of deal with them, and uh, now he's on the first team with DC United. So there is definitely precedent there. Or even think of Ted Pietro, who did spend a brief time with the DC United Academy, but do you know where he got his start in a high school in Oakton, Virginia? So you believe in your children. You want, them, you want them to have the best shot if they really like playing soccer, if they see themselves as a possibility of playing it professionally in their adult years. And definitely you should encourage that. But at the same time, you shouldn't consider it foreclosing on their future if they don't make it into the DC United Academy, or if they do You shouldn't be afraid that their path to the pros is going to be closed off. I know D.C. United themselves probably don't want that, and Loudon doesn't want that, and hopefully the U.S. Soccer Federation doesn't want that, and all the other international soccer uh, clubs who are looking at these academy games, whether in D.C. or... Elsewhere, of one of the ones that I mentioned, they're looking for uh, athletes abroad because their own soccer programs may not have the best talent that can be nurtured. They probably want to see that them shine as well. So definitely make your concerns known because, after all, I'm not a member. I'm not paid in any capacity by DC United or Loudoun. It would be cool if I was, but I'm not. And unless there's something he's hiding from me, neither is Adam Davis. (laughs) But what I will say is that just getting into DC's first team shouldn't be the only goal. And I'm sure that you and your children will be able to find ways if they really want it. Anyways, that's my time. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Next in Line. Looking forward to uh, the upcoming Open Cup matches, the future uh, Loudoun United matches, and coming uh, DC United Academy matches uh, taking place at Segra Field. May 20th, the U-17s and U-15s fight Charlotte FC at 10 a.m. and noon, respectively. And then, uh, two weekends later, um, June 4th at 10 a.m. and noon as well, DC United uh, stays at Surefield to fight uh, Club Foot Montreal and their U-17s and U15s respectively. Uh, meanwhile the U14s at 2:30 on June 4th will be fighting Achilles FC, the uh, Silver Spring and DC- based academy that I mentioned. It should be an entertaining time. Get out there, support the kids, see if it's something that you'd want to get your uh, kid involved if they really want to, take their soccer skills to the next level. After this, the academies, at least match-wise, are gonna take a break for the summer before they reconvene in the fall for the next season of MLS Next Action. Hope to see you there. For Next In Line, part of the RFK Refugees Network, I am Adam Indelovitz, and as always, stay loud and united!